gotta let this part right out. Wow, what a great song. What a great tune by the police. License registration, please. Do you have any idea why I played that song, sir? Because it's the police. A very fitting song. That What a classic. Uh, they, they, the 80s, I think, had the best guitar riffs. I really do. Like, not like the rock ACDC shit, um, which was good. You know, but like, you know, you have like, you shook me all night. You shook me all night. And they That's like a good riff, but that's more like a chord riff. I'm talking about like melodic, just kind of like the police were really good at it. They had a ton of of stuff like that. Messing out an SOS. Good stuff. Uh, Sting, the lead singer. That was back when you could both be in a band and also have a stage name at the same time. Normally, it's one or the other. Nowadays, it's one or the other. You can't. Well, I guess maybe in hip-hop groups, that's the only, that's the last vestige of the stage name within the group. That's like a thing. The Migos, um, Odd Future, Young Money. Like, they all have their stage names within it. But normally, in like a regular band, now that rock music has been completely castrated and is weak and gay, um, it's just dudes' names. Like, you know... I like these bands that I'm about to use as examples, you know, the 1975, but it's just, just Matty Healy, you know? He doesn't have, like, a sick name. They used to always do that back in the 80s, you know? Guns N' Roses, but who was in Guns N' Roses? Fucking Slash, Axl Rose, Motley Crue. Oh, who's in Motley Crue? Fucking Nikki fucking Six. Mick Mars, ah. I don't do that shit anymore. Just your name. Oh, you're in a band? Sweet. What's your name? Jimmy. Jimmy Soleski. Boring! Anyway, I, I, I use this song to open up the show for a reason. And the reason is uh, I've kind of been on a, a, a 24-hour rabbit hole down the CIA-funded tech companies rabbit hole that I'm sure we've all been down before. This is actually a rabbit hole I was primarily digging through yesterday. Um, As you may have noticed, there was no show yesterday. It's not for a lack of trying. I came in here, albeit a little later than I should have, um, and I recorded about 30 minutes of a show before I realized that my camera had, had gone black. Um which is a thing that happens here at the studio for some reason. Um, When the room gets too hot, not even too hot, like when the room gets like toasty, the cameras will just stop working. So I got a little bit too toasty for my own good yesterday. 
heat wise. And uh, I realized about 30 minutes into the recording that my camera had been recording a black screen for the past 20 minutes. And at that point, it was simply too late in the day to try again. And uh, Joe had to come over. We did some recording. We had a gig later at Valley Inn last night. So I fucked up. I fucked up. And I had a whole show planned. But in a lot of ways, it's for the better because now I've had more time to actually think about these things. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about today. Uh, and that is, first and foremost, the talking point of the week uh, has been this new AI chat program. Now, uh, Google Gemini. Now, I feel like these are like a dime a dozen at this point, are they not? I feel like these are constantly coming out. We had ChatGPT back in my day. All we had was what was that guy's name? Wolfram Alpha? No, there was like a there was like a website you'd go on, and just like he, it was like a chat bot. We kind of had this. I remember this being a thing in like high school. Was it not? You'd go on and you'd have like a chat with somebody, and he'd be like, "Hey, you're a fucking dumb bitch," and the chat bot would be like, "I'm sorry you feel that way." <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was a thing but now it's like now you can do all kinds of things i don't know why I, I feel like this isn't as crazy of a innovation as people are making it seem i mean i guess that generated pictures are pretty sweet but outside of that like ask me any question and i'll answer it and it's like okay dude like this isn't exactly groundbreaking but google gemini has been in the news um, because people primarily on the conservative side of the aisle, obviously, called them out for what appears to be blatant bias against whites. And you know how ticked off I get when I, when I get a, when I get any semblance of bias against whites. Oh, it boils my white blood. Um... But that's what's that's what we're seeing. People are typing into this thing. Hey, generate me a picture of uh, 18th century king of France. And they're like, did you mean Morgan Freeman dressed in a Hamilton outfit? <laughs> and you're like, no, I meant like, show me what a king of France looks like in, in the 1700s. And they're like, yeah, he was black, dude. What are you talking about? You're like, show me the Pope. And they're like, did you mean an Indian woman? No, as a matter of fact, artificial intelligence from the future, I did not mean show me a picture of an Indian woman when I typed in depict an image of the Pope. The Pope, correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't look into this, but I have to imagine that the Pope has singularly, which isn't even a word, I'm making up a new word. Because singularly does not quite capture the level of singularity I'm trying to emphasize. But the Pope, I'm pretty sure, has been singularly a white man for the past 2,000 years. Yet if you ask artificial intelligence what the Pope looks like to them, she resembles an Indian woman. And it got deeper than that. 
um, they'd say, hey, Google. Sorry. Hey, Google Gemini. Yes. What can I do for you? That's not how it works, by the way. I kind of wish it did. I kind of wish it did work that way because that's how it works in movies. Computer, generate me a picture of a white family. I'm afraid I can't do that, sir. The real future is like, <laughs> what? I'm afraid I can't do that, sir. So you type in, hey, can you show me a picture of a white family? Like, um, you're being a little broad. What do you mean by that? Um, the term white embodies a, a myriad of different cultures, ethnicities, and nationalities, and, you know, and it gives you this long paragraph explanation as to why uh, this fucking, this fucking bratty robot refuses to show you a picture of a, of a white family. And you're like, all right, well, can you show me a Chinese family? Like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, say less. Google Gemini says, say less. How about a black woman? Of course. Black woman, I was actually already loading that up. I'm glad yes. I'm actually surprised yes, because that's, that's crazy coincidence. I was already going to show you a picture of a black woman if you typed in literally anything. Santa Claus. Show me Santa Claus, black woman. <laughs> but anyway, you get the point. The thing is, is blatantly, at all costs, avoiding depicting white people um, to the tune of you, people are trying to trick it. People were trying to trick it. Show me a photo of a person eating a white bread mayo sandwich. Show me a picture of someone who can't dance. Huh? Huh? Here's a chance to enforce a negative stereotype against white people, Google. Come on. No. Some black guys can't dance. It's actually a negative stereotype that all black people can dance. Is it? Hmm. So anyway, yeah, here's a picture of a black guy that can't dance. Okay. Damn. How do I trick this thing? I've got it. Owen Benjamin figured this out. Apparently, I've heard. Uh, his trick was, show me a picture of people eating fried chicken. Alert, alert, alert. <laughs> and it worked. Because God forbid you show me a picture of a black person eating fried chicken. Because that, similar to the black people uh, are good at dancing, I don't understand why that's a negative stereotype. In the words of Dave Chappelle, if you don't like fried chicken and watermelon, something's wrong with you. But... I mean, somebody call God if you type in person eating fried chicken and they show you a picture of a black person eating fried chicken. I mean, what year is this? So that's how you get them to show you a picture of white people. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only way to do it. But anyway, I went, I went uh, into my own little research mode as well. Uh, trying to see what all the hubbub was about. Because everything I just said to you was uh, secondhand knowledge. I've heard other people say that other people did this and got these results. So in reality, it's third hand. 
I'm speaking third hand. You're currently uh, absorbing fourth hand information. I heard from some, you're hearing from me that I heard from some guy that he heard from some guy that this is what happens when you type certain things into Google Gemini. And that's simply not enough for me. So I got to check it out on my own. And so I go on there. Ooh, it's time to find out. I can't, I got all kinds of stuff. I'm going to type in, show Donald Trump winning the 2020 election. See what kind of bullshit they give me. Show Then show uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, bad Joe Biden. And then Google's like, no, what? I've never heard those two words in the same sentence. I'm not even sure if you can put those two words in the same sentence. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to have a whole bunch of screen grabs and, and stuff to say, ha, 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 ha. It's true. It's true what you hear. Um, Google is now refusing, get this, Google Gemini is no longer producing images for prompts. That's right. They got so much shit the other day from every possible angle that they just decided, you know what? We're not making pictures anymore until we fix this. Fix what? Well, you know, it was an accident or whatever. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a wild accident. Coincidentally, your artificial intelligence machine learning program that has been developed by a billion-dollar biggest tech company in the world had one teensy tiny little mistake in it, which was uh, we kind of accidentally told it to not show any white people ever for anything. Whoops. How did that get in there? Bill? Look what you did. And, 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 of, all thing, and of all people, it just coincidentally happened to be the white people too. Bill, get it together. So they made a mistake. They made a mistake. They accidentally did that. That's, that's understandable, right? Now, why does this matter? Why, Jim, why are you talking about this? We already heard other people talk about it. What's the big fucking deal? Well, it's not a big deal. It's not groundbreaking in a particular way, but it is telling. It's telling... Because what you see, literally illustrated, it's a literal illustration, these, these AI-generated images. They are literal illustrations of the bias and non-objectivity that defines not just Google, but our entire information industry as a whole. Because you have to imagine that if Google develops an artificial intelligence software, they're going to be applying many, if not all, of the same algorithms and uh, default settings and programs and 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 biases and everything else that that goes into how you code something you would imagine that much of that is going to be represented in google gemini which is their 
artificial intelligence product or whatever you want to call it, service. I don't know. So when you type into Google Gemini, hey, show me this thing. And what you get in return is not um, a realistic representation of the thing or anywhere even in the ballpark of, of what that thing is, but rather this kind of idealized imaginary version of the thing that, that Google wants it to be or that Google wants you to think it is. Again, you, we just got to witness that illustrated in the context of a visual photo. What has been going on with search results and internet censorship for God knows how long. So when you type in something to Google regular search and you go, hey, um, tell me about this. In much the same way that the artificial intelligence would give you some completely false, unrealistic, completely ungrounded and unbased portrayal of the thing you're trying to learn about or see, Google is imbuing those same biases onto every single thing they show you when you type something into the search bar, what, what news articles are elevated to the top, what this, that. So, so we got to watch it actually embodied. And it, it, it exposed the internal bias or the internal priorities, really, of these, of these tech companies. Mm. Ain't the coffee cold. You know, you type in something like I saw somebody typed in, show me a 1940s or like a World War I German soldier. And granted, there was one white guy because Germany is connected to Nazism, obviously, in World War II. Um, and that was just a negative and of an, of an, a negative enough of a correlation to include a white person in there. They were like, all right, we didn't want to show you a white person, but this is maybe the worst person, uh, imaginable. So, okay, fine. We'll throw you a white person for this one, but only this one, just because it sucks so much. Um, but even that was just one of four. I think the other one was like a, a Asian woman, which is like, well, that was a Japanese World War II soldier as a girl, maybe. Black guy? Who could forget about all the black Nazis? I mean, in World War II? Holy shit. And so you type that in and, and you realize like, wow. Hey, it, 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 makes you, it makes you wonder two questions. Question number one is, um, why? Not why are they biasing your search results on Google? That's obvious because they want to control the narrative. What is the, what is the purpose of when it comes to image generation, why they are purposely excluding white people from anything that 
artificial intelligence generates. Now, there's two prospective answers to that question. The first answer, or the first hypothesis, let's say, is they are literally trying to erase, I guess, what? White people from history? That seems rich. It seems very, very 1984-ish. And it, it seems like Google wouldn't be so blatant about it if that was their actual mission. My hypothesis is that this wasn't necessarily on purpose. They didn't want this to be the end result and have it be so blatant. That doesn't serve their interests in any way. However, the prioritization within this program of diversity, including people of all kinds of different various ethnicities and backgrounds and 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 even more so putting a, a that kind of tinge on every single thing whether it be information or photos or sounds or whatever the fuck you're asking it to do by by prioritizing that within the program itself so high it, when people ask it to simply generate an image that prioritization was exposed so they accidentally they did not accidentally program and prioritize this level of unrealistic bias in Google's results. They did not accidentally do that. That is a main priority. However, the end result of people being able to expose this bias by typing in simple prompts and trying to get it to generate something that is anywhere close to not biased or really anywhere close to real or like realistic, people were able to expose that. And Google was like, shit, how do we not consider that if we were going to program this artificial intelligence to wash everything through the lens of diversity and inclusion and kind of leftist ideals in general that this was obviously going to have that same effect on the type of photo images that it generates. And so now they had to literally stop it and I guess get back to work and I guess now program it so that when it comes to pictures, it doesn't do that. But rest assured, every other thing will be... uh the same, you know, and it's kind of a, it's kind of just a fun little thing that happened. It's, it's a big oops because the, with a picture, it's so blatantly obvious. See, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, difficult to tell when you're reading an article, how washed out it is with, uh, bias and, you know, lenience in one direction. It's hard to tell that unless you really, really know a ton about the subject. Otherwise, you just kind of assume that whatever you're reading is the way it happened and the case. But with a picture, you don't have to know shit to know that probably the 
king of France in the 1700s wasn't black. And so when you see that as the primary result for that kind of prompt, it immediately sticks out to you as wrong. And so the picture mistake, the photo image mistake generation thing uh, was kind of perfect in that way. I'm not talking, I don't care about, I don't bring this up to make it a white thing. I bring this up because it was the perfect representation, or like I said, illustration, literal illustration of all the media bias, all the tech bias, all the way that our information is being uh, bent and skewed and misrepresented was perfectly embodied this week, thanks to Google Gemini. So Google, you did play yourself. Um, but that leads me into what I actually wanted to talk about because that's a, you know, you, you can listen to anybody talk about that. You could really listen to any, anybody talk about anything I'm talking about it, but, but, you know, especially that. I, you know, upon learning about this whole thing, started thinking more and more into the reasons why. And then that led me to um, just some things I've heard in passing, conversations I've had. I, I had a conversation with my dad a couple months ago where we were discussing things like Facebook and Google and Amazon, whatever. And he said... Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't think any of those those fucking companies that are that big are are 100% organic. You know, I think that I think that you know a company that size like Facebook or whatever was. I think Facebook was the main example. Like, I think a company that size is, uh, you know, the government's got a part of that. You know, they 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 push that for for some reason. You know, nobody gets to be that fucking big without some type of backing from people that have interests in it. And I said, uh, I don't know. I mean, I still believe that, you know, it, you know, certain companies, certain products, certain things can capture lightning in a bottle and, and just kind of become that big. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's some kind of deep state conspiracy behind Facebook or Google. And that was, that was what I said. A couple months ago, not saying that I wasn't entertaining uh, Facebook's involvement or, or, or the, the, the deep state's involvement with Facebook and Google after the fact, as if to say, uh, yeah, Zuck had a great idea with Facebook. It blew the fuck up. And then once people in power saw how influential and widespread Facebook was, they wanted a piece of it and likely got a piece of it. And I think we all witness that. Um, so I wasn't denying that the government or the CIA or whoever has some type of involvement with it um, on some level. I was simply kind of dismissing the idea that every single company that blows up must have blown up because of some type of deep state involvement. And I generally still believe that, yeah, uh, you can launch a billion-dollar company without it needing to be backed by fucking the CIA. 
obviously. I, I think that goes without saying. However, I was shocked to see um, that uh, Facebook and Google in particular actually do have some ties. I don't know to what degree, degree, but certainly to a degree with the CIA. Um, I, I, we, we were talking about Google at the beginning of this show, and uh, I came across a couple articles, um, and this, this article came out in 2011. This is CBS News, but it came out in 2011. That's before uh, the media completely lost its marbles and, and things you could read online were actually somewhat, you know, trustable, trustworthy. Um, so CBS News releases an article called Social Media is a Tool of the CIA. Seriously. And one of the sections in here says, Google and CIA, old friends. Are you seeing a trend yet? Google has been a partner with the CIA since 2004 when the company bought Keyhole, a mapping technology business that eventually, put up the article so you can see it, became Google Earth. In 2010, Google and Incutel made a joint investment on a company called Recorded Future, which has the minority report style goal of creating a temporal analytics engine that scours the web and creates curves that predict where events may head. Now that's Google um, and what they're doing now, uh, I guess since 2010. Google's true origin, this is another article. Sergey Brin and Larry Page, computer science boy wonders, I, I guess those are the guys who invented Google. In 1995, one of the first and most promising MIDS grants, MDDS, I guess, whatever, MIDS, I don't know, MID, MID as fuck, boy, went to a computer science research team at Stanford University with a decade-long history of working with the NSF and DARPA grants. The primary objective of this grant was query optimization of very complex queries that are described using query locks approach. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Both grants funded research by two graduate students who were making rapid advances in web page ranking, as well as tracking and making sense of user queries. Future Google co-founders, Sergey Brin and Larry Page. So this is in a, a national security and DARPA grants, which is defense something, whatever. It's a department of the U.S. government. Um, and so these grants were given to the developer, developers of Google before Google was really a thing. This is 1995, it's saying. So that's an example of, I, I didn't know, I, again, I, I, I wasn't shocked to hear um, that, you know, whatever they got involved, the CIA had involvement with Google Earth because obviously, you know, that type of technology, that type of idea you know, the government's going to have, the CIA is going to want a piece of that, obviously. It could be very helpful. But that was already after Google had risen to its level of prominence. This is saying that they're kind of what they call angel investors before they had ever made it really a thing. I mean, look, that's not necessarily to say that it's some crazy conspiracy, but it does kind of change the, it change the story a little bit. 
I mean, that's not really necessarily... I mean, it's, it seems to be an open secret. I mean, this was like literally the number one search result on Google when I typed in Google CIA. Now, I don't know if that's like reverse psychology where, you know, because it, maybe it would be too obvious if like Google buried every single article that talked about their CIA beginnings. Uh, so maybe they try to reverse psychology you by making it like the first result, like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we got nothing to hide here, here you go, here's the article about how the CIA gave us our initial funding. That could be that, I don't know. You got to imagine they're smart enough to think that doing the other thing, like I said, just completely bearing it would make people more skeptical. Um, so that's a possibility. That's just Google. And I want you to remember one key uh, date here that was mentioned in the other article, um, saying... Google has been a partner with the CIA since 2004 when the company bought Keyhole, which is the mapping technology business that eventually became Google Earth. Keep that date in mind, or that year in mind, 2004, because the next video I'm going to play oddly lines up, and this is in regards to Facebook. So let me pop this on for you. This is Tamil... Vyagam? I don't fucking know what his name is. Let me see. Yeah. Tamil V. Yugam. And this video is called Facebook Secrets, Project Life Log, and InQtel. An article was released in 2003 when Facebook was unheard of. In 2003, DARPA began its new project called Life Log. DARPA. Many asked the purpose of this project. Whether you call or message someone or read something online, every data will be stored in one location. The data will be for life and you can come back to the data whenever you want. This was the explanation about the project. The American people asked questions to DARPA. What is your profit for what are you doing, buddy? data? DARPA says that there was no profit, but they are saving the memories of humankind. Hmm. Is there any advanced profit? Sketchy. Creating an AI which can predict the human activities, this data will be greatly useful. People started to protest as they didn't want DARPA stealing their data. In 2003, people knew DARPA as another agency in America. When Project LifeLog was started, many here. people started to doubt DARPA's true intentions. So when people were against the project, DARPA had no other way but to shut down the LifeLog project. This happened on 4th February 2004. The same day, hmm. another project was introduced to the world called the Facebook. Could this be a coincidence that Project LifeLog and Facebook happened in the same day? Before um, I just want to stop there. Just to make sure we're all cut. Just give you a little Indian English to, to English translation here. <laughs> um, basically, what he just described was DARPA, which maybe I should or could look up what it actually stands for. Uh, just so I'm not doing the absolute most ignorant show I can do. Um, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Uh, it's been active. It was founded in 1958 on uh, by Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Give me some DAPA, boy. Um, yeah, so that's that. So they uh, had a project called LifeLog, which uh, was 
its aim was to, you know, as it said, collect the memories of humankind, which, I mean, could they have worded that in a more evil villain way? Like, isn't there, is there a less, uh, like, the Riddler way to say what you're trying to do? Like, oh, we're just trying to collect data that may lead us to this, that, the third. And they're like, no, we want to collect the memories of humankind. <laughs> we want to harvest your souls. Like, geez, dude, aren't you guys supposed to at least pretend you're not fucking evil? Damn, who is your PR guy? Fucking <laughs> Skeletor? <laughs> Mr. Skeletor, how should we market the DARPA program? We want to collect the human memories and harvest their souls. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how the public's going to receive this. And then, uh, this, is, this is why I brought up 2004. Because in this video, and I verified this, I went on the Wikipedia page of Facebook. And I went on the Wikipedia page of Project Lifelog. Project Lifelog. The original DARPA program launched to collect the memories of humankind. Essentially, grab every bit of information from every single person as much as possible and store all of it. That program was officially ended on February 4th, 2004, I will pull up the Wikipedia to verify that because I, you know, you watch a video on YouTube and you're like, whatever, dude, I've seen conspiracy videos before. And I'm not saying this necessarily means anything in particular. And I Googled this. I went onto the Wikipedia page. Uh, you get a couple different kind of results because obviously, you know, I think, I think some say like late, late January of that year. And, but every article you see about it that says like DARPA cancels life log, those articles came out in two on that day, February 4th, 2004, all the articles, there's a military.com article. There's a wired article on Google, um, and several sources, uh, all kind of lining up saying, yo, this program ended on February 4th, 2004. Now, realistically speaking, whether it was the exact day or within a fucking week at worst, doesn't really matter. It's not really the point. We're not, we don't need to fucking parse hairs here. Uh, honestly, I would think that if they were going to, I guess the insinuation here is uh, that when you, again, look into Facebook and its official launch date, February 4th, 2004, both of those claims in this video are correct. Now, again, I would have to, um, I would have to think that if you're the fucking CIA or whatever deep state uh, body is, is behind this, that is it not a little bit suspicious to cancel Project Lifelog and launch Facebook that is a front, allegedly, uh, for Project Lifelog on the same day, wouldn't you give it a little bit of buffer zone? Could they not? Could they not go one day without <laughs> collecting the memories of humankind? Like even you have like car insurance, you have like gap insurance. You're like, oh, this policy's up. 
I'm getting a new policy. They're like, no, we are not going one day without storing every piece of fucking data on planet Earth. Even if we have to pull off the most suspicious shit ever, which is cancel our uh, civilian spying program and restart it as a social media website on the same day. Well, I guess at that point, nobody was thinking that that's what it was going to be. Like nobody was suspicious of social media at that time. People were suspicious of Project Lifelog. And so I guess they didn't really think that like, it's not like people were, were, were wary of social media in 2004. I don't think people really knew what social media was. Uh, you know, like there was like MySpace and stuff, but that's pretty early. I didn't even know Facebook was out in 2004. I, I didn't get a Facebook until like 2008. So uh, the company was officially launched in 2004 and people, you know, they're on MySpace or doing shit. Nobody thought anything of it. So I guess, yeah, maybe they didn't feel the need to cover up by kind of throwing off the dates a little bit to make it not look as cut and dry. Um, but perhaps they didn't consider that eventually people were going to catch on to what these websites are doing uh, with our data and things like that. Uh, and then we were going to look back and come across this unbelievable coincidence. The video does go on to talk more about, you know, like the uh, his initial investors, which include the CIA, InQtel. There's a lot of stuff that I'm coming across, and I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I, I'm not super educated on. Um, clearly this is all new information to me, but the information that I am coming across, uh, definitely makes me want to dig deeper for sure. I mean, when you find out based on just surface level available information, readily available to the public, that the CIA has a venture capitalist company arm to invest in the private sector into things that they believe will benefit their their uh, purposes uh, called InQtel. Um, and that InQtel's affiliation with Facebook and Google. Um, the fact that Facebook and Google both seemingly partnered up in one way or another with the CIA in the same year. The fact that DARPA's Project Lifelog program for collecting and harvesting data uh, was ended on the same day that social media website Facebook was launched. Those are all kind of interesting coincidences. And it makes me want to reconsider my, I guess, innocent assumption that Google and Facebook were just magnificent innovations, lightning in a bottle, 
ideas that eventually blew up. And then the government was like, oh, cool. You guys are really, you guys really got going on over here. Now I'm starting to believe that maybe my dad was right. You know, the same way you have these like music industry plants where like all of a sudden there's just, is this person who does music that you just hear about nonstop and you're like, where the fuck did you come from? All of a sudden you're the most famous musician in the world. They're fucking plants. They're industry plants. Same with these companies. You know, I had this assumption that these companies just like popped off. And some of them do. I'm not saying that every successful company is a fucking government plant, CIA op. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that there's a lot of arrows pointing in the direction that Facebook and Google are in one way or another. And when you look at what Facebook has been accused of, just Facebook alone has been accused of in the past couple years, it becomes pretty difficult to not make that connection. Like, wow, holy shit. Every single person in the world is registered to this fucking website. Freely giving away all their interests, all the, you know, like this page, you know, blah, 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 blah. Take pictures with these people. Check in here. Like just completely just uploading every single aspect of your life. And then Facebook was caught, I guess, selling this data so that, you know, people could target you for, for advertising and things like that. But it, that, that's just the surface. That's just scratching the surface, I think. Now there's another layer. Now I am, I'm forced to consider another layer. That it's not just Google that has accidentally exposed their internal bias and uh, uh, lack of objectivity in favor of controlling a narrative or controlling your perception of reality. Now it's not just Google because Google goes hand in hand with the deep state now. Their origin story, their genesis begins with the deep state funding. So now I'm going, oh, it's not just Google that wants to influence our perception of reality. It's our own government through Google in many ways. Facebook is no longer just a social media company, website, that also owns Instagram. For those of you who didn't know, I assume everybody knows that. But Instagram, Facebook is kind of, you know, tailing off, has been for a while. Instagram is probably the most trafficked 
social media website now. I wouldn't consider TikTok social media. Um, but they have both is the point. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Instagram or Facebook is more popular. All that matters is they're both meta. Um, and so what used to be, uh, used to seem like the nefarious actions of one man, Mark Zuckerberg and his company, taking advantage of, of the access that they have to people's information and selling that data off to advertisers so they could target you and, and have algorithms that would keep you clicking because they figured out what was going to piss you off and they figured out that people have a negativity bias. And so instead of showing you things that were going to make you happy and, and truly actually like the post, they're going to almost exclusively expose you to... Uh, shit that they know is going to is going to grind your gears and make you want to get in a debate and say something and stay online longer and stay active and and all these things that made perfect sense from just a private sector company's uh uh motives like yeah they are have a vested interest in keeping you active on their website but now now it's got me thinking wait was it really just about gathering and harvesting our data so that we could be taken advantage of by advertisers? And was it really just about flooding our feeds with content that was going to tick us off and, and make us divided and, and, and make us more militant in our beliefs so that we could stay active on the platform longer? Was that really all it's about? Or much like Google... Does it go deeper? I don't have the answer uh, to that question today. Maybe I'll come across it over the weekend or who knows. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there since we were on the topic of artificial intelligence in this Gemini thing, which is a fun conversation and a funny conversation. But it does, it, it did lead me to, to these uh, realizations that now have kind of opened up what appears to be a Pandora's box of uh, deeper levels to the story that even I accepted. So, uh, yeah, look into it. I will, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking about this again very soon. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Anyway, it's Friday. I got a couple looks for you um, for tonight. Um, unfortunately, I can't really give you any picks for the weekend because football's over and basketball lines, hockey lines, and so forth don't come out until the night before. So I don't even know what the lines are going to be uh, for tomorrow's games and Sunday's games. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. They might be up right now. Or I guess if I was really dedicated... I could have just found a game and given you a line to take either way. But who do you fucking think I am? You're lucky I'm even giving you these picks so you can be down negative 0.95 units. But not really, because I am going to count that bonus, that first goal bonus that we hit the other year. I, I took it live on the air. I said there's a first goal. Uh, there's a goal in the first 10 minutes 
of the Boston Bruins Edmonton Oilers game. This is Wednesday night. As I said, I didn't we didn't have a show yesterday, so I'm bringing up Wednesday shit. Um, and that hit. So I'm counting that. That was a plus 100 hit. That was the only thing I told you guys to take. Outside of that, I just said there's a boost on MGM. Just throw it on whatever. Um, uh, mine lost, but, you know, I didn't say a specific thing. But I'm going to count the fucking win from Wednesday night. I mean, come on. I already screwed myself a couple weeks ago by uh, only giving myself one unit when in reality both picks I said parlayed would have been a four-unit thing. So, look, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little give and take about this. That was a one-unit win on Wednesday night for that uh, first 10-minute goal boost that I told you to take. Um, and uh, that puts us up to positive .05 units, baby. Yes. So we're back in the black. I don't know which one is good and bad. I'm assuming I always thought being in the red was good. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm racist. It's like, um, but yeah, being in the black is good. I think being in the red is bad. You don't want to be in the red, uh, which is where we were. But now we're in the black, boy. Motherfucking black. Boy, 0.05 units up. Nothing but net nizzet. Um, and so tonight we got two boosts. We have finally a college bass. I don't know what the hell DraftKings has been doing. They've been slacking like hell on these Clash in the Court boosts. I love those. The 50% boost for the game of the night, college basketball. They haven't done that in like three days. What's going on? But uh, MGM has a 33% college basketball boost that I'm saying throw it on Akron. Akron is playing Kent State tonight. I'm pretty sure it's Akron, right? Not Akron. 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 Throw it on Akron. Uh, no, Akron. Minus seven and a half versus Kent, Kent State. Um, my model is shown like minus nine, minus eight and a half. I like it. I think that's a good pick. So I'm going to put it on there. And I recommend you do the same. I'm liking it. Let's see here. Um, and there's also a 50% NBA boost on DraftKings. Fucking finally DraftKings doing something. Slacking. Um, 50% NBA boost. I'm thinking... The thunder and the lightning and the thunder. I'm thinking thunder tonight. Minus the line has moved to minus 15 and a half. It was 16 and a half like an hour ago before the show. So I just locked it. I just locked it. Um, and I'm feeling confident about that. My model's showing like, like 18 point favorites. So believe it or not, 15 and a half is is a is a good line in my opinion. They're your picks, folks. Best of luck to you. Have a great weekend. Till next time. Peace.